0: Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today, I want to talk with you about connections. We all want it. It's impossible to be living in this world unless we are able to relate and relate with others that is devoid of fear or anxiety. And today I want to talk about how we can do that through compatibility. Compatibility is something that's so essential, not just in your business, but in your personal life. And today we're going to be talking about how to discern whether or not you can have compatibility with another person and benefit from enjoying rich conversations with another person. You're going to get some fabulous tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. So glad that you are here. Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-split. And those of you guys who already have, hit the follow or subscribe button. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you in advance for sharing this podcast with someone else. I want to thank you in advance for letting me hear your fabulous voice, check out anchor.fm slash Denise T. Lee. And you could be able to leave me a voicemail message. Make sure that you include in the beginning or the end of the voicemail message, whether or not I have permission to air your message on a future podcast episode. So giving you a little bit of a shout out, Figure your shout out. So excited to hear from you soon. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, sign up to my free weekly mailing list that drops on Monday mornings, or just learn about what's going on in my world. Check out info.denisetlee.com slash connect. There you'll be able to learn more about my story. Send me a message directly. Inquire about being a guest on a future show. Love to hear your interesting story and share it with other people if there's a good fit. So, Go ahead and check out info.denisetelee.com connect. There you'll be able to do one of many things. Oh, also, just want to say info.denisetelee.com connect. Also, you'll be able to plug into my free online support group called Energy. I drop messages here and there to motivate, inspire, and encourage you to be the best version of yourself along with some helpful resources. So check out Energy as well. Okay, before I kind of begin this episode, I just want to share something that's so impactful because I wish somebody told me this as part of connections and community and compatibility. And it's this issue that just because a friendship dies doesn't mean you need to die alongside it, meaning getting depressed or despondent. There is a grief process that comes along with ending a relationship. And for too many of us, we just get stuck in the cycle of, well, I couldn't connect with somebody. Therefore, I'm not compatible with anyone. Therefore, I just need to be sitting at home eating a box of bomb bombs watching whatever's on TV, or whatever fill in the blank isolated activity that you do to commiserate and feel bad about yourself. Like I don't really want to hear any of that noise. Because for so many of us, we were not taught by our family members or mom or dad our cousins or society at large or whatever about expressing our feelings without being labeled as a freak or weirdo being too emotional whatever being too emotional is and not recognizing that you have a right to grieve through those feelings of loss and separation and not having the relationship that you once cherished but now it's come to fizzle out because either of change of lifestyle, another person's mood, maybe they had some shifts with them themselves that caused them to not be as engaged as they once were. So I just want to sit here and say that your life is not over or your ability to connect with people is not over just because you had a good relationship that fell apart one time. That means that all relationships will fall apart. That's not accurate thinking accurate thinking is ability to recognize that growth involves changes and changes involve changes within yourself and changes with other people so I want you to accept that that's part of living life and before we dive in a little bit more about the compatibility I just want to say one more thing that's on my mind that in order for you to have compatibility with another person You have to fully understand who you are, what you want, what you want out of your life, and why that's so important to you. Because so often we just attract people based on our unhealed traumas and wounds and unresolved emotional issues, and then we wonder why we feel more miserable, even though we've got people around us. But those people are just as sick as we are in terms of our inability to communicate wants and not wants. So that's why I developed a course called Amazing Attitudes, a 21-day program where we do a deep dive in understanding all. All the conditioning, all the stuff that came about that caused you to attract people that were not moving you forward towards your goals or what you wanted to do, regardless of their opinions, because oftentimes people always want to suggest opinions based on their own limited ideas or their own biases or flaws, not taking into consideration that you have your own personal autonomy and that making decisions for yourself doesn't by new means discount their own decisions for their own lives. And all these messages got so jumbled up. So I created amazing attitudes so you can have clarity about who you are, what you want and moving forward in your life in a way that's healthy and constructive. No longer do we have to repeat the same cycles about what mom did haven't you heard it so many times I swore I would never grow up and become mom or dad and then flash forward 20 years later you're repeating the exact same things that mom or dad did even though you know it didn't work even though you knew that it was just driving you insane all your siblings and everyone around you insane amazing attitude is going to help stop that pattern disrupt oh by the way that's part of your life script meaning that we all follow patterns based on the things that we observed during our childhood. If you're interested, I'm going to leave a link to you for the life script so you can learn more about how you're wired and certain things that may have impeded your ability to obtain the things that you want. So check that out. I'm going to leave the links for Amazing Attitude as well as the life scripts. Okay, let's now talk about this idea of relationships. When I say relationships, I'm not necessarily talking about romantic or professional or platonic. I'm talking about this idea of relating to people in a way where you can express your wants and your not wants without intimidating with threats or seducing with guilt or shame. Too many of us have not been able to communicate successfully, and as a result, we find ourselves not getting the money that we want in our businesses or in our careers, not getting the quality of love relationships we want, not being able to have healthy relationships with family members without having years of estrangement, or when you guys do talk, there's always a subtle level of discomfort and unease and tension. We don't have to do that anymore just because it was modeled for us because we were around people who lack the communication skills. We don't have to do that anymore. It's it's over. So today I want to talk about some main pillars of what a healthy relationship looks like. And some of it will are be will be applicable depending on the type of relationship or not applicable, you know, whatever. It's just about who you are wanting to connect with. And I'll just say that as you're listening to this message, put on your filter and think about one particular person that you really want to connect with, that you really want to share with, but for whatever reason, things just didn't happen in terms of setting up the the lines of communication where everyone had a mutual understanding of strengths as weaknesses as well as preferences so I'm hoping that you're listening you have that one person in your mind you're like oh okay as Denise is explaining this maybe I need to improve in this particular area or maybe I my expectations of this person was way too high based on what Denise is saying I don't really know just kind of be in tune to that particular person that particular relationship dynamic that you had in order for us to kind of resolve What went haywire, or what can be done in the future relationship if you choose to? After listening to this, you know what? Based on what Denise has to say, this ain't gonna happen, I can't really build anything on this, and that's okay. Okay, in order to have compatibility with someone, you need to have four main things. Okay, the fifth one is for romantic, but I'll just say the four main things. In order to have compatibility, you need to have emotional compatibility, physical compatibility, intellectual compatibility, spiritually compatibility, and then sexual compatibility for those of you guys who are clearly in romantic situations. I wouldn't advise unless you want to do friends plus benefits situation to have that sexual compatibility, but you know, hey, whatever. It depends on you know, mutual agreement between you and the other person. I personally just think that it's not worth the hassle to have that situation unless you're willing and able to completely divorce any form of jealousy or insecurities. Because as uh, David Buss once wrote in his book, Dangerous Passions, the only way you know you really love someone is a form of jealousy, a a form of not feeling a sense of ownership over that other person that friends was benefits is causes a lot of unnecessary anxiety on at least one person and eventually both partners but you know prove me wrong I don't know that's just my opinion what other experts have talked about anywho I wanted to talk a little bit more about each of the flavors of a compatibility because what I realized with my own relationships when I think about professional or personal was that I had no clear understanding about what each of these categories were and then i was expecting things that were never discussed they were assumed or the other person had a different version of compatibility that i didn't i didn't even understand and so everything kind of just blew up so i'm hoping that as you're listening to this you're like okay i'm i understand what real compatibility in each of these areas are okay so let's start with emotional compatibility when you're dealing with someone who is emotionally compatible they are willing to admit mistakes and apologize. Or if necessary, make amends. So let me just break down what that is. We all have made flaws. Last time I checked, no one has the ability to walk on water and has a halo over their head and never makes mistakes. We all make put our foot in our mouth. We all cause little snafus with one of each other. Because we're just living on life. We're all flawed human beings. And sometimes we need to clean up some stuff. And when I mean apologize, I don't mean apologize just for the sake of apologies. Too many people have gotten to have it as a nervous tick. Every time someone senses another person feels uncomfortable. The automatic way to kind of smooth things over, remedy, say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll never forget hanging out with one particular woman many years ago. And anytime someone disagreed, or countered or had a change of plans that wasn't aligned with what she wanted, she would say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And when you make so many I'm sorry's it becomes meaningless. So when you're apologizing, you're truly apologizing for things that were agreed upon, mutually agreed upon. But for whatever reason, you couldn't fulfill the agreement. That's the only time you make an apology. You don't apologize for defending your boundaries. You don't apologize for Putting your situation yourself in situations will you be physically mentally sexually physically abused you don 't have to apologize that someone's trying to muscle themselves into your your life you don 't have to apologize for that. And I just had to say that because too many of us have grown up in a situation where our rights as human beings were violated so much that as an adult we apologize for defending ourselves, defending our body or our money or our sense of self. So you don't apologize. You only apologize if you have agreed to do something. And for whatever reason, you couldn't fulfill it. And you feel and obviously you want to show the other person that you made a mistake and that you want to apologize. And now I want to talk about amends. Amends is restitution, whether or not you have caused someone some type of damage. I'll never forget. This was when I was working uh, in another uh, job and we all went out hang gliding or something. And I remember I was holding on the camera w- w- of another person while they were doing some hang gliding. And as a result of me holding on to, I ended up damaging his camera. And I, as uh, a form of amends, I bought him exact replica of the camera that I, I damaged inadvertently. That's called making amends where you provide restitution, financial compensation or time compensation or whatever based on things where it actually inconvenienced someone. Okay. I don't believe in making amends for things that you never assumed responsibility for and the person never asked you to take care of it for you. Like, for example, I've seen this so often, especially with women with grown children, where the, the kid did not ask for permission for driving the, the car of the, of the, of the mother, and the kid gets in the car crash or whatever, and, not only does the mother pay to get the car fixed, but the mother also pays to clean up any legal or financial problems or whatever that's surrounding it. And tries to sweep everything under the rug instead of letting the kid make full restitution towards the mother. For whatever reason, there are so many grown women that are over-parenting grown kids. I just have to say that because I just see it so often with the women. Not to say that guys don't do this with their own adult children, but I see this more often with the mothers. And so you don't make amends to clean up another person's mess, basically what I'm trying to say. Now, you can think about it in situations where... Your, with your work situation, where one person in under, under you is constantly making mistakes, and instead of confronting the person and talking about what is happening, how it happened, and how to prevent it, you try to avoid and evade and apologize on behalf of somebody else. When odds are they're actually enjoying seeing you squirm and shuffle everywhere, trying to clean up messes. That's what I'm talking about. Not making amends, not trying to clean up stuff that was not your fault. But enabling people to cause chaos around you, that's something else that's beyond the size and scope of this conversation. That's a one-on-one conversation about why you would enable people to cause chaos and confusion in your world. Okay, let's continue the conversation about emotional compatibility. The ability to share as well as hear painful feelings as appropriate. Now, I want to just make something very clear. When we're sharing painful feelings, we're not doing this as a dumping session where you get to share all your yucky, pukey feelings as a form of masochistic tendencies. And let me explain what I say, masochistic tendencies. There's a lot of people who are addicted to pain. This is called norepinephrine addiction. It's one of the many neural modulators, transmitters, however you want to coin it, where so many people are so accustomed to having high stress, high anxiety situations where they actually find a sense of a high reliving, telling the traumatic events, the painful events, reliving the experience, telling it over and over and again. I'm not talking about that situation. I'm talking about sharing things in order for you and the other person to understand one another and hopefully come to some type of resolution or if no resolution to be able to unburden some of those those uncomfortable feelings so that you can be able to move past them in a healthy, emotional way. Okay? Now, another form of emotional compatibility is to allow the space to change as needed and necessary. The things that I did when I was a personal trainer in terms of how I ran my business schedule are not the same way as now as a life coach. I have a completely different schedule. I have a completely different set of criteria of the people that I work with. All that has changed. And as as such, I don't relate in the same way with certain people that I once did because my work has changed. My Form of thinking has evolved and changed, and so that if you can understand as you shift and change in your professional life, other people are shifting and changing. The things that you may relate with on emotional level may not resonate. For some of us, we have long since forgotten the idea of as before being a parent versus being a parent now and understanding that people who don't have children may as much as they see you with your kids or may hear about stories about your life they may not be able to relate so emotional compatibility is also understanding that life circumstances change people and are you able to connect with them As they shift and ebb and flow in terms of how they are working and living and playing. Maybe they're having more interest in extracurricular activities that you have no interest in. But are there other things that you can still maintain interest? That's emotional compatibility to have the maturity to understand that we can both have separate interests, but we can find mutual interest together. Okay. Now, let's kind of also talk about this idea of cherishing versus respecting thoughts and feelings. Because I think this is definitely something that creates a lot of confusion within emotional compatibility. I was doing some journaling work and thinking about what I really wanted in my friendships. And trust me, even as a life coach myself, I always have to keep myself attuned to how I feel, why I'm feeling it, and why it matters and changes. And again, and the course, Amazing Attitude, I go into a lot deeper questions about how you too can evaluate what you want and why you want it. But anyway, as I was journaling, I was thinking to myself, I don't really want anybody cherishing my feelings. I'm more concerned for my friendships, my business relations, that they would respect my thoughts. And let me explain why I, I put that heavy emphasis on respecting my thoughts versus cherishing my feelings When I want to interact with someone in a platonic way, okay, non-romantic professional way, I want the emphasis to be on intellect, meaning that I want to talk about ideas, I want to talk about events and certain things that impact both of us, our industry or whatever. I'm not interested to sharing back and forth about how I felt about certain things. If I felt mad or irritated or sad or upset, I don't want to go into those feeling situations because that sets up another level of intimacy that's reserved between myself and my husband. That's what I'm talking about, cherishing feelings. And too many of us, we go into these business relationships wanting people to respect our thoughts while cherishing our feelings. I don't want people to cherish my feelings because I don't want that intimacy. And I hope that as you're thinking about your relationship, have you been wanting people to get in tune with all your feelings? with When the whole purpose of the relationship was supposed to be business. Now the only exception obviously is if we're working one on one, if I'm your your coach now, I I have invested feeling in both your thoughts as well as your feelings, but for m- the most part, in order to avoid a meshment of of thoughts and feelings with other person and take it to a a uh, romantic undertones, you're gonna have to make a very hard decision for yourself. I'm like, okay, in this relationship, it's gonna be more feeling based or thought based, and there's nothing wrong with having feeling base, but understand that if it's someone that you're dealing business with, it may go sideways. Okay. That's why you have to be very clear about whether or not any, it's part of your compatibility. Is it going to be feelings based or thought based? This is really important. Okay. And that's, I spent a whole bunch of time talking about emotional compatibility because I think it's really important. The other stuff is pretty fast to talk about. Let's talk about physical compatibility. For a lot of us, we need that connection. As human beings, we can't be isolated amongst ourselves. So make a decision. If this person is going to be close with us, do we need to see her once a month, once a year, once a week? I don't know. Do you need to be talking once a week on the phone? Are you okay with once a month on the phone? Are you okay with just text messaging? Okay, I've had relationships with people where all we just did is text message back and forth. We send each other articles or little things that interest us. And we rarely have ever talked on the phone. And as a result, we didn't have that much emotional intimacy with one another, because how much feelings can be conveyed via words and images and emojis. But that's what I'm talking about having that idea of what amount of connection, physical, virtual, or the, the computer like how, how connected do you want to be okay intellectual compatibility i touched this a little bit in the emotional but i just want to just delve a little bit more detail I remember one person said to me that highly intelligent people talk about ideas mediocre people talk about events and low level people only talk about other people you're going to have to decide for yourself and your professional and your personal dealings how involved intellectually are you going to be now, I've had some rela- re- relationships, I shouldn't call it relationships, acquaintances, where we were only focused on one particular topic, right? And that's okay, depending on what you guys came to meet on. Maybe you might have uh, equated yourself with people who were only attuned to a particular lifestyle, or for some people, food, or nature, or history, economics, philosophy, I don't know. Be very clear because for example, you're connecting with someone who was you only talk with about politics and then you start talking about food all the time. You're like, "Wait a minute. I thought we were talk we were buds based on politics. I never said I was interested in food." As an example, be very clear about how you went to collect connect intellectually with another person. And let's talk about spiritual compatibility. For me, I have always been under the mindset that I can't convict people of things that they don't feel convicted on. That being said, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I'm a Christian, but I am able to connect with anybody, Islam, Buddhist, uh, Taoist, Hindu, whatever. I'm not sitting here passing judgment on whether or not they are stupid or evil or wrong for not believing in my values. That's not something that I want that much power over them, trying to convict them. Because that takes a lot of energy to condemn and convict another person. I've got my own issues that I'm dealing with. But for you, you may need someone who is, as a close friend, that is a Hindu or a, or a Muslim or or even an atheist. I don't know. You have to be clear about what that looks like for you. And lastly, sexual compatibility. Sexual compatibility is a serious issue for married couples or people who are in a committed long-term mating relationship. So often people start off relationships with not having the foundation of emotional and intellectual and spiritual compatibility, and they just jump thinking that the sexual compatibility will just override those other things. But look, here's the thing: there's only a three-year tops relationship span with someone who is based with you on on a pure sexual level. Okay, kind of it can kind of gets bored without those other commonalities. So that's why it's so important for you to have that sound found found very strong foundation on those other things. So when you have a sexual issue of compatibility, you're able to express your wants and you're not wants about how often and where and when and all that stuff talk about sexual compatibility. I'm not a sex therapist, so I'm not gonna dive into bit details of that. I bet you can Google tons of resources about sexual compatibility, but that's besides the scope of this conversation. Okay. Well, that's it. So as a recap, compatibility is emotional, physical, intellectual, spiritual, and lastly, sexual. For too many of us, we have not been able to have deep connection with other people because we had the lack of information, lack of tools, that would teach us about how we understand ourselves and then therefore communicate with other people. That's why Amazing Attitude is such a good research for you. But just as a uh, overview for us to have compatibility, we need to have the ability to admit mistakes and apologize, and if necessary, make an amends, that we, ha- we can share painful feelings as appropriate. We allow the space for vulnerability and we are adapting to it changes. We understand that for some relationships is appropriate where we want our thoughts to be respected and our che- feelings to be cherished and also understanding that we need to have a common goal or purpose when we're communicating with people are we doing to communicate ideas events people topics i don't know you need to decide for yourself and then also sexual compatibility that's definitely something that needs to be settled and understood once you have a full firm idea of your emotional, physical, intellectual, and your spiritual compatibilities. Because it builds on the foundation of sexual compatibility. Okay. Well, that is it. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast episode. Please share the podcast if you found value in it. And also, if you're interested in Amazing Attitude, check that out because I definitely go into much deeper information about these ideas. And Check out info.deniseglee.com connect if you'd like to sign up to my mailing list or learn more about me or whatever that in- is of interest to you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.